You've dreamed of building a family, but the journey hasn't been easy. I'm Dr. Laura Shaheen, a reproductive endocrinologist helping people build families every day. On our new podcast, Baby or Bust, we'll be learning from both reproductive experts and people who have faced challenges just like yours. Join us every week for Baby or Bust, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. Today on the Zabecast, Notorious J-A-Y and I discuss a wide variety of topics. Some of them are actually sports. The baffling meteoric rise of Cliff Kingsbury, why Jay hates Dabo, and more on the complicated Antonio Brown. All that plus a major sports book giving away money. A bonus hour of me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Wednesday, January 9, 2019. Thank you for downloading. Let's get right into it here. I got a tweet from one Mike Van Horn to say, Hey, Zabe, I just listened to the latest Steakhouse Confidential. Actually, that was a couple of Steakhouses ago. Please tell me that you were kidding when you called bullshit, quote-unquote, on Lee Harvey Oswald actually being the one who shot JFK. Hashtag hopeful in Ohio. Well, I'm not big on conspiracy theories like we never landed on the moon. It was a soundstage or what other popular conspiracy theories are out there. I don't know who shot JFK. All I know is it seemed very unlikely given what kind of a shot it was. And with all the other questions that are, you know, that that surrounded that actual historic event. Is it wrong that I should say I I say bullshit? I don't know the answer, but I don't believe it was what they said it was. Does that make me a kook, a quack, a weirdo, a small-minded person? I Okay. Anyone who's been there and has been to the museum Get back to me and let me know if I'm if I'm crazy. Then you just tell me that. If I'm not crazy, if you've been there, if you know a thing or two about what actually happened, and what the government said happened, and you're with me going, well, I don't know what it was, but it wasn't that bullshit. Let me know. Email from one Jason Janosik, Zabe. I had a minimum two a day five hour habit just like you. Seven bucks a day. It was killing me. Yeah, Sam's Club had cases of the stuff, but who wants to go to Sam's Club? Here's your answer, Aldi. I'm never one to use off-brand stuff, and I'm always iffy about it. Aldi, though, has an off-brand five-hour energy energy drink that lines up better, letter for letter with ingredients and nutrition of the real deal. The only difference in product is Aldi brand has 0.2 ounces more per tiny jug. The price... Sitting down for this one, Zabe, 59 cents a bottle. Wow. My life has not been the same. $3 cheaper per bottle, and I still get the same warm, fuzzy feeling. I buy dozens at a time now. Sincerely, Jason Janicek. My goal is to get off of it altogether. 
the real stuff, the fake stuff, you name it. But okay, I'll give it a shot. I'm going to recommend something that I don't know if you people do on your own anyway. But here's something you should do. Look at more photo galleries about sports on the Internet. I know you might say, I I watch the game. Why do I need to see the photo gallery? As a pixel-peeping photo nerd myself who knows just enough about photography to be dangerous, I am now constantly blown away at the quality and the pristine nature of the images that are being captured by professional photogs now at sporting events, especially football and especially the NFL. First of all, as a subject matter, you cannot beat high-level football for a target-rich environment because I'll look through galleries each week, and if you just Google search best of NFL week number 16, 17, 5, 8, whatever, it should come up as one of the first results, at least the NFL and their photogs will have a gallery. The reason that the NFL is such a great subject to photograph is there is spectacular action for three hours, or at least for intermittent spurts over the course of three hours. It is 22 grown-ass men, or very grown-ass young men, almost boys but not really, colliding into each other at full force in random ways. So you get just spectacular still images of guys flying through the air, being upended, upside down. That's number one. No two pictures are ever quite the same because of the nature of football. The colors in football are spectacular. The colors with the uniforms and especially the helmets. God, do I love the helmets. The helmets that are shiny, that reflect. There's a gleam, men, there's a gleam. And you get such great dramatic sunlight quite often in the NFL. Late afternoon, late in the year, winter sun that is lower on the horizon. So you get very dramatic shadows, you get dramatic angles. It's just so good. And of course, the men that are taking these pictures and the women, and the women that are taking these pictures are incredibly talented. But at the same time, the equipment they're using is so good now. The lens technology is so good to get these images. And the sensor technology is so good. And the pixel counts. You're talking cameras that have upwards of 42 megapixels, which is more than anyone really needs. You know, if you're printing a billboard, okay, you want 42 megapixels. Don't need it, though to be honest. But what happens is you get these super sharp sensors on all these cameras, and I'm a Sony guy, but Canon and Nikon are the industry leaders, for the pros at least, and there's a lot of pro shooters using Sony. And they have such great sensors, and they have such high pixel counts, and the lenses are so good, and then the killer in all of this is you then have the fact that it's digital, so these guys can rattle. You know, they they rattle off in you know, uh, or you know, high high speed drive bursts, shots that capture just the right moment. It's come so far from the way photographer used to be at sporting events, where 
the photogs didn't know what they had until they ran into the dark room to develop their prints in the bad old prehistoric days that were located inside the stadium. And they hoped they got something good. And they couldn't just take a million shots because film cost money. Digital now, it's free. And so they sit there, rattle off a bunch of shots. They probably take time in between plays to look at what they've got and go, okay, that's great. And then if the photo coming out of the camera is not pristine enough, they'll then tweak it or an editor will tweak it in some sort of processing software to brighten it up and uh, enhance the dynamic range and ah, everything else. It's so good. But take a moment to look for galleries, photo galleries of football games, any sporting event in this day and age, because the pictures are so good. It's a big, big part of being a sports fan is seeing those still photos. And while I don't want to break any copyright laws, these photos are so good. If you were to maybe do a screen capture, cut and paste, little editing, you could get them printed out for your man cave at a very decent size, and it would look fantastic. I'm not saying you should do that because now you are stealing from these photogs and their livelihood. But if there's no way to buy a good picture of a particular sporting event or a team or a moment that you want, where there's a fair price, like, okay, for 30 bucks I'll buy that print of Trevor Lawrence, throw, Trevor Lawrence throwing a touchdown pass. Uh, I'm just saying. I, I might have done that once or twice. Remember how I said, oh, great, Dan Snyder is upgrading his yacht? Well, he's got a long way to go to match Jerry Jones. I believe Dan Snyder bumped up from a $65 million yacht to about an $85 million yacht. To which I say, is that Jay calling me right now? Why, it is Jay calling me. Hello, Jay. How are you? Hello, Steve. How are you? I'm actually recording uh, some some shoulder portions of today's Zabecast. When are you ready? I am ready right now. Well, then hold on just a second, kids. We're gonna au- we're gonna audible right out of this, and we're gonna plug Jay in right now because we are rolling tape. Stand by, Jay. Hold on. Hold that thought. Hold on, everybody. And there we go. And now say hello to the audience, Jay. Hello, audience. <laughs> there you are. First of all, let's get a health update on Jay. A, are you dead? Yes or no? No. Okay, good. You're alive. That's wonderful. I'm wonderful alive. to hear. Yes. Excellent. And and the doctors feel like they got a good beat on things? Um, I'm going to a specialist just to get a handle on all this uh, Friday. Okay. So we shall see. But you feel better? Yes. You are on some immediate blood pressure reduction medications, right? Yes, okay. I am, yes. So, if I may speak of this issue, and I'm going to tiptoe into this, Jay. Okay. Did you see where Kwame Lasseter died at 49 years old, former Arizona Cardinals safety, I want to say? Kwame Lasseter? No, I did not see that. Yeah. Yeah, I think he died of a heart attack or something. I mean, way too young, 49 years old and former athlete. And I forget who it was on Twitter. I think it was another athlete. African-American, who basically said, look, 
black men were too tough and were too stubborn about seeing doctors, taking care of our health, and handling the shit we need to handle. Let's get it together, black men. <laughs> this guy is not tough. It's- the, the little the little thing go wrong. I am going to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're not you're not of that. But in general, is there a sort of a a, a cultural thing in which there's a resistance to kind of like you know take care of basic little health things? Isn't that just men? Period. I think it is men. Period. For the most part, we don't want to know. We would rather well, not want to know. Well, I was I was talking to my brother about this. And uh, he was saying, because men don't care to Your phone know. stinks right now. I don't know what you're talking on. Maybe you um, got it tucked under your chin or something. I hate cell phones. They're just the worst. It's, it's so angering. Go ahead, Jay. I'm sorry. He was saying that men don't really care to know uh, anything, that, well, you know, anything of the future. You gotta, something has to happen for us right away to worry about stuff. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like, I worry about getting scans done to fit, you know. I almost right. don't want them to find the spider-like tumor that has invaded six regions of my body that is inoperable until it's inoperable. And then I'm like, okay, I'm out. What's the worst way to go for you? Jesus, you don't have enough time. You don't have okay. enough time. Are you talking about dying or are you talking about what's my biggest medical Fear. Medical, yes. Well, I would say being paralyzed is my biggest medical. Yeah, that, 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 yeah, that one does suck. Yeah, I think that would be, or I. But when, when, you but, know what? Having having but, ALS is horrible. Right. That be, seems to be yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, because it's a slow descent yes, into losing yes. your faculties, and you know, there's no stopping it. Right. And and. The, and you, you're you're aware of everything, but you can't you can't be like your old self. It seems it just it just seems that oh, yeah. it is a, it is a, a crippling disease. But I'm just saying, I think, it just seems like the worst way, the worst disease to have. I think also what would be very tough is looking into the eyes of your loved ones and seeing reflected back at you their anguish and their fear and very their good. worry. Because you would be like, hey, you know, I've already come to terms with this, but my God, I don't want you to be losing sleep over this. But if you got people that love you, they're going to period. End of story. This this may be the most depressing beginning to the Zabecast ever. (laughs) You know what? I think it's time for a NBA score right now to lighten things up, Jay. Huh? How about an NBA score to lighten the mood up? How how are the Terps in Minnesota doing? I, I switched away from that. Oh, my God. I'm not even watching that right now. Uh, Pacers 63, Cavaliers. Excuse me, 43. Oh, by the way, I'm burping right now because I just wolfed down some barbecue. <laughs> which, which I am not allowed to have. Uh, well, not, no, I, can, I can have stuff, but the salt they'd rather you They'd rather you yes. not because of it. Yes. I understand. I, I shouldn't yes. be doing it either. But I, uh, I got barbecue, and I got, can- I got Kansas City burnt ends. And I, I need to make a note. I don't really like Kansas City burn ends. They're okay. Really? They're okay, but they're not really my thing. They're not going to supplant straight brisket as my number oh. one barbecue meat. 
and I swear I've had burnt ends before, but it's been so long, I forgot I didn't really like them. Have you ever had burnt ends in baked beans? In the baked beans? Know. Yes. I don't know. Baked beans like with baked burnt beans. ends put yes. in there? I'm yes. sure I have, and I'm sure that they're quite good. It is one of the most delicious things I've ever had. Try it. And You'll like it, Mikey. And, and you're never going to have it again now because you've got high blood pressure. <laughs> Sorry, is that, that was, a bit morose? That was a little dickish. Sorry. Dick move! <laughs> 15 move. yards, unnecessary dickishness. We'll reset the down. Though, I don't have to cut out sweets. I just have to cut out high sugar. Do you mean, have high sugar, high, sugar, high, high salt? Sh- sorry. Okay. Do you have a sweet tooth? Oh my God! Do I? Yeah. Yes. Oh my me, God! Me and you, cursed uh, with the sweet tooth. My brother-in-law has like zero sweet tooth, and I'm like, Jesus, why are you so fat, bro? When you don't even have a sweet tooth. Oh, uh, we got another wonder- penalty. Uh, unnecessary dick move. Another 15 yards. Reset the now. You no, know, I met a fat vegan. How is that possible? <laughs> First week on the job. <laughs> oh, yeah. I used to work with this guy at BAL who was a vegan, but he was fat as shit. I'm like, how is this possible? You're not doing it right somehow. <laughs> well, if it's your first week, you got a ways to go, right? No, but he said he was the donor for like 10 years. And he's fat. Fat as hell. Shut up. I, he, I, and, yeah. and, and not only fat, just slovenly fat. Yeah, that's because in between eating his salads. He goes into his car on his lunch break and punches his fist into a brown paper bag full of Rolos up to his elbow <laughs> and just because <laughs> technically Rolos are not meat. No, they are not. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, uh, speaking of being, let's get back to being morose again for a second. Okay. I talked about, you know, the fear of, of course, being paralyzed. Maybe if I go see this uplifting Kevin Hart movie the, the, the Brian Cran- it's, with Brian it's Cranston, I, yes. maybe that will then say, hey, being paralyzed up to your neck ain't that bad. Just find a funny black guy to help wheel you around. Do, 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 do. And be a gazillionaire. Right, that helps, yes. Be a gazillionaire, indeed. You going to go see that I, movie, The Upside? I was talking to our friend who, who works on the Kornheiser show, who's also a movie reviewer. Stur- he's going to he, yeah, stir it. He's going to see that tonight. By the way, let me just get a little inside baseball here for everybody. Sterno is a friend of mine as well as Jay's. Jay's closer. One to of him. my best friends. One he's, of my best. He's friends. your bestie, yes. but but Sterno and I, I think we are we're hangdai. We are tight. We're good. You are very tight. Yes, yes. I just haven't haven't worked with him in a while. And I have told Jay on repeated occasions, can we just get Stern with us to do some jam sessions on the Zabecast? And the answer Nigel. is no. Nigel, yes. And the Nigel. answer is Nigel, because the character Nigel and Sterno's entire online spoken word persona is owned lock, stock, and barrel by the Tony Kornheiser podcast, prohibited from appearing on anyone else. <laughs> like- <laughs> That is like the uh, the NFL the NFL you know, prohibition. Yes, yes. <laughs> any use any 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 yes. any accounts descriptions or likeness of this character without express written consent from Anthony Irwin Kornheiser is strictly forget about forget about it. Basically, that is correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, you know what? I don't I don't blame him. That's his property. But so 
Yeah, so Sterno, you were going to say, you talked to Sterno about the movie The Upside. Because you know he does that show with Arch Campbell and what is her name? Uh, and, and, and Hornaday? Yes, he, he does a movie review show. Arch for Campbell, Tony... for those that don't live in D.C., is a longtime former television local news movie reviewer. Yes, and, Han- and Hornaday works for The Post. Also in movie reviews. Yes. Arch Campbell... And I think every market has had someone like this. Arch Campbell was and is an iconic local TV character from the 80s and 90s. Very true. Very true. I I didn't even live in the area, and I know that. Yes. He would get a couple minutes at the end of a broadcast. Not even every night. I think it was only on Fridays, right? I thought it was Thursday. You know what? No, no, you're right. It was Friday night. Or, That's or, right, because Arch or, at the movies. Or you're, maybe, you're, or no, 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 right. no, no, maybe it was Thursday, because you want to give people a day of lead time to line up going out on Friday night for the movies. Yes, this is back when movies were good, and you'd go out to them and sit in the theater. Uh, <laughs> but he, he, With your popcorn and Rolos. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> So uh, so he became huge in this town because he was quirky and goofy and he had this very infectious laugh. And, you know, he would give his movie. Sometimes he really hated a movie, he'd give it one star, right? That was like the lowest he'd give it. Or maybe zero stars sometimes. Who knows? I think it was zero stars, yes. Yeah. But it was in the glory days of TV. He now does a podcast with Sterno. And, uh, and, and yeah, and so back to the movie itself. Are you going to go see the movie? If he tells me because I want to see if, Kevin Hart has another gear, another pitch. It's, instead of yelling and being loud, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that oh either is gosh. going it's either going to hit with you or you're gonna say you crazy. Kevin Hart <laughs> is the Black Dane Cook. There, there, I said it. There it is. Oh no, no, no! There I it loathe, is. I loathe Kevin Hart. Is it fair to say that Kevin Hart? is a guy who was deemed funny before yeah. anybody had the playbook to break it down and go, but wait a minute, there's no funny here. Here's my test. Tell me the, tell me your favorite Kevin Hart joke. Go. <laughs> See? Uh, Can't do it because uh, there isn't one. How about, how about uh, bitches be spending? Isn't that his joke? That is not bitches. I don't think that's his joke. Okay. How about – how about uh, how about you're only as faithful as your as your options? That's not him. That's Chris Rock. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Right. I can think of ten Chris Rocks. I can think of ten Chris Dave Rock. Spells. Chris Rock doing uh, spinner, you know, putting spinners on toasters, right. and then they be spinning. Chris, they be spinning. Chris Rock telling white people when telling white people when it's appropriate to say the n word is one of still one of the funniest things ever. <laughs> How about Chris Rock saying if you find yourself on Martin Luther King Boulevard in any city, it's never a good run. thing. He's like, run, run. How about uh, the joke about, he said, there's no such thing as a guy and a girl who are just friends. No, it's just you haven't fucked her yet. You haven't fucked her yet. Yeah, yes. You're right. So right, there there really is no great Coven Hart material. Here's the thing. Let's say you were blind. Let's say you're Sandra Bullock in Bird Box, and you can't see Kevin Hart's expressions, his manic expressions with that, the crooked eyebrow and the side, well, you know, he's good at the expressions. I'll give him that. If you couldn't see Kevin Hart, you'd say, where's the funny? 
Exactly. He's a. Vi- I guess he's a visual comic. He I, might, he, he's. I guess he's so. Top. He's like an energy comic, but see, Dane Cook was the same way. Same. Dane Cook had a manic energy to him that you got caught up in it, or at least crowds did. Of course, Dane Cook was a relentless self-promoter on college campuses, and so he got big with the younger crowd, and that's how he kind of built his thing. But then people started realizing there's no jokes in here. You, you go, am I supposed to be laughing at this? Right. Because everybody else says it's he's funny, so I have to laugh at him. And now you can't even build up a reputation on campus because nothing's funny anymore. Ugh, Campuses, the, the, the PC crowd has killed all funny, yes. Every comic across the spectrum, old school comics, new school comics, black comics, white comics, dirty comics, clean comics, they all say, Jay, I don't even book college campuses anymore. You can't go anywhere with any of your jokes. And, uh, uh, to piggyback really quickly, also in the we're supposed to think this person's funny just because everyone tells us, Tiffany Haddish. Not funny, but everybody's trying to tell us that she's funny. Boy, I don't even know who she is. Where'd um, she come from? Girls Trip. She was the big star in that. She's everybody's. Oh, okay, yeah, yes, I see her. Everybody, she's hot as hell. I'll give her that. <laughs> right, but not funny. Everybody tells you Tiffany Haddish is hysterical. Not funny. The other day on the Zabecast, I played a snippet from the old Dennis Leary stand-up where he talks about Nyquil. And how much he loves giant fucking Q Nyquil. How it just—it was harder than the drugs you could get illegally, basically. <laughs> That's funny, right? When Dennis Miller was funny. Yes, exactly. Denny Dennis Leary, and I still have this. Oh, Dennis your... Leary. I'm sorry. You said I thought you said Dennis Miller. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, Dennis Leary with his rant about beer mirrors. And where guys are allowed to put them. I'm going to play it right now, Jay. You're not going to hear it, and then we'll rejoin in a second. For guys, learn this. Even if you're just going to be living with a woman, you're not even married to her, give up any thought of being involved in the interior decoration of the place you're going to live in, okay? <laughs> just give it up. And all your stuff, put it in a storage place. Some places you're not going to see it. You're going to visit occasionally, okay? All your fucking sports mirrors and your beer mirrors, put them in storage. I've been to Wayne Gretzky's house. He's got five MVP trophies. You know where they are? They're in the fucking garage. Good stuff right there, right? I'm going to give you a bit of trivia. Dennis uh, Leary, the only person to ever curse on the Steve Zabin uh, first team on Fox. Shut up. We had Dennis Leary once? We had Dennis Leary on. He was promoting his Christmas album, and it was really early. That's not true. Triple H cursed once, too. But Dennis We had Leary... Triple H on the show? <sighs> How come I forget all these things? What's I, wrong I with me? You, if you knew how hard I worked, no. I know. Um, no, I know. These are these are great gets. Were you the one that got us uh, um, Tom Cruise? That was the great one himself, David Singer. Okay. I did not get, but I got I, I got exhibit at the height of Pit My Ride. Did you really? Yes, but, nice. but quickly. So Dennis Leary was promoting a Christmas album, and it was, of course, for him probably six in the morning, and you ask him, it was like. Merry effing Christmas was the name of the CD. And you ask him what it's about. And he goes, you know, it's like when your fucking uncle comes over. And it's like, oh, God. Yes. <laughs> yes. Dump it, dump it, dump it, dump it. Dump it. You, yes, yes. That is it. And yeah, Triple H cursed again because it was early. We had a lot of, we had, oh, we had uh, Jim Ross, 
Dusty Rhodes. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Triple H. Remember when we met some of those guys? They were in town for a convention. We, we had photos. We had a studio for an hour, and this guy, I had this guy on another show, and he remembered. We had Bobby the Brain Heenan. No way. And and uh, and um, Jim Cornette for an hour. Yeah. You don't remember that? No, I no, I do because I remember. I've got the photos of those guys. That was my favorite. Uh, my the best day ever. Did I get? Did I get your take? On Mean Gene Oakland, I don't think I did. Yes, we did last week. Oh, we yes. did. Okay, all right. So yes, good. Good to know that I can't even remember shit that happened but, last week. It's really good. Another great get. Remember the group Fountains of Wayne, Stacy's mom. Yes, we had them on because yes, be, be, of the yeah, song be, "All Kinds yep. of Time," which yes. was used in the NFL Films promo of all the quarterbacks going back to throw a game-winning touchdown pass. Which I will give you credit for that one because that was an awesome song. And that guy, it was like two days later they came on. That was yeah, yeah. yeah no, that I was a, that was a good interview, and uh, <clears throat> and they talked about how the the inspiration for the song was just watching NFL games, and how, they, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, la- I'm see, you bringing all this stuff back. I'm laughing. I think if we ever do the Zave Show uh, rundown, uh, you mean we retrospective? The, the, well, okay, well, rundown retrospective. Okay, we had. Uh, the guy who, one of the guys who developed Grand Theft Auto. Really? And the, interv- the interview lasted all of six minutes. A- ask Galdi about this. Oh, my God. What so, happened? So <laughs> you co- he comes on. This is blah, blah, blah from Rockstar Games and blah, blah, blah. And you ask him, when is this going to be ready for Xbox? And he goes, eh, I don't know. And you hung up on him. <laughs> I hung up on him because you I only had on Xbox him. and I was pissed. Yes, ask oh Galdi. Galdi remembers everything. He will remember that one. Why it was I, like, why would I do something that peevish and dickish? Like that, so that was early Zay. I guess it was. Zay. That was very early Zay. Oh my god! <laughs> Funny, but not for me. After working like two weeks <laughs> on getting him. Yeah, sorry about that. That's okay. I got over it. <laughs> we're not going to talk sports on this one, are we? Why should we? <laughs> I I, do you want to get your take on the national championship game? I Surprising. I still hate Dabo Sweeney. By the way, Dabo, no, God does not care that uh, you and Alabama were playing. Oh, I, no. I am so no, he's sick. He's a man of faith. Come on now. I am so sick of, well, I like to thank the Lord that he was with us. So he chose you over Nick Saban. Is there a reason? Uh, come on, stop it. Now, just you know what people of faith are going to say, and that is, of course, God is not choosing sides. God is there for individuals to draw strength upon and to be a guide star for their life so they can build a foundation upon which great things can happen to you and others around you. Wow, that was you were ready for that answer. I'm not even very religious, but I understand where they're coming from. I think Dabo... Here's what you got to worry about. Oh, by the way, Mark Richt, that guy is a phony-ass Bible thumper, and I've known it all along. He quits on Miami. How great is this? Miami, they they lose Manny Diaz to Temple. Diaz, at his press conference at Temple, says, this is my dream job, which is a fucking lie. Which is, yeah. Temple is not Rand, anyone's dream Rand, job. Yeah, like Randy Etzel in Maryland. That's my dream job. Right, exactly. And then... After the bowl games are done, Mark Rick's like, "Yeah, I think I'm done." What? 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 Your 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 coach in waiting just left because you were staying. So Miami has to go 
fined $3.1 million to buy out Manny Diaz from his dream job and 18 days later bring him back to Miami and install him as head coach. Fuck Wonderful. Mark Richt. He should have been my fuck that guy for today, but he's not. But I always um, thought Mark Rick was that, that kind of phony because every coach in the South, Jay, you can't have a coach in the South that doesn't talk God and Jeebus. Come on now. That's just you have to. That's that's your that's your base. But I think Dabo is cut from a more genuine cloth. I just find him incredibly stupid, and I, I, he just rubs me the wrong way. Because any <laughs> when he when he talks about anything, he just sounds incredibly dumb. I'm That's sorry. So weird. Well, who do you like as a coach? Because I'm on Team Dabo. He has won me over. I it's like. I like that guy's enthusiasm, his infectiousness, that that kind of southern energy, you know, the kind of Marty Smith southern energy that certain I like, guys have. I like the head coach of Minnesota, the one uh, row the boat. Oh, PJ Fleck. PJ Fleck. I, I is it uh, PJ? Yes, yeah. I like PJ Fleck. Yeah. I like Matt Campbell from okay. Iowa State, who is going to be awesome. Um, how about how about Brian Kelly at uh, at uh, Notre Dame? Oh, I hate Brian Kelly. Jim Harbaugh. Well, he, he stopped. He stopped. <laughs> Dino Babers. I like Dino Babers. Dino Babers is good. It's Can I speak on. of coaches very quickly? Speak. Um, yeah. Cliff Kingsbury is oh, now your God. head coach. And you know I'm a <sighs> USC fan. How was he? Zabin, you, you know, I always say white coaches. You know, I, that's my joke. This one has to stun you. A guy who got fired from Texas Tech is now the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Bro, I hear you. And it's a bad look because he was not – I mean, Texas Tech was, what, 5-7 and seven this year? Yes. And he – so a guy that gets fired 5-7 and seven, suddenly jumps on a rocket ship to the moon, to the NFL, while going through USC as OC for about 10 days. 35 days. Un believable it's a Even, bad look and i hate it because you know you get a black coach fired after one year and then a white good-looking young guy comes up and it does look bad however we've been through other phases in the nfl where they've tried guys like after tomlin had some success there in pittsburgh and won a super bowl raheem morris raheem yeah. morris suddenly got elevated as a head coach why Young, good-looking, fit black coach that seemed to be like, all right, this guy's dynamic, like Tomlin. And now every team in the NFL, Jay, I'm convinced, is looking for whoever looks like Sean McVay. That's why Matt LaFleur gets the Green Bay job. Matt LaFleur's offense with the Titans was no better than Malarkey's. I was going to say Matt, they regret. Marcus Mariota has regressed under Matt LaFleur. That's another bad hire. Ah, uh, you and, can't judge that because Mariota's elbow was fucked up all year. Okay. But well, but but you're right. Like they they just hire who they think looks like the next McVay. And this cycle will go. I'm convinced owners have no idea who they want as a head coach. And I think it's also at the same time true. There's no telling who's going to be good at the job or not so good at the job. We just don't know. What, what about Miami wanting to trade for John Harbaugh? Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Someone said Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, had a, quote, burning interest, unquote, 
in John Harbaugh, to which I replied on Twitter, go see a doctor. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, it feels like that it burning like interest. To me. Yeah, right. <laughs> that burning interest can't be for John Harbaugh. So, so yeah. So do oh, we didn't talk? Do we talk about Lamar Jackson and the game last Sunday? Uh, no, we did not. We, we did not talk about that yet. Okay. Um, and Lamar Jackson needs to learn how to throw the forward pass. You think? Basically, what it could, yes. But but saying he can't pass is not equivalent to being to outing yourself as a clan member if you're a white person can we say oh, that in 2019 it is eh? of course <laughs> well that's part of the problem yeah now now here's here's the problem okay non-racist white guy like say me dashingly yes. handsome follically challenged <laughs> i can i can say man lamar's got a long way to go as a passer and and the, it, that's okay but stone cold white trash Dundalk, Maryland, racist motherfucker would be like, man, he trash. He can't throw the ball. And he that's, can't throw the ball like Joe Flacco. And and that's a proxy statement for I hate black people. Am I am I, I hate, right about I that? Hate, I, I hate black quarterbacks. That is, yes, that I hate, is something right. I, that is I, definitely yeah. wrong with our society, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't care, have, I don't care for black people, but I really hate black quarterbacks on my football team because I am a racist-ass Maryland cracker. You know, people like I listen to Pittsburgh radio daily and just because you're white and you dislike Tomlin does not make you a racist. Yeah. But, it, it, but, but you're, you're deemed one if you don't like Mike Tomlin and you're white and live in Pittsburgh. I know. And, and that's why I like to uh, cuddle up to you and big Tony, both big Tony Tomlin haters. Tomlin. Yes. <laughs> if, if you and Big Tony got into a who hates Tomlin Moore contest, it'd be a draw after two hours of close neck and neck debate. <laughs> My both man, Big guys, Tony. Both you guys hate him. Big Tony's like, listen up here, Shorty. Man, this he fool. Trash. Listen, listen up, Shorty. This this fool Tomlin, man, he's going to run this team right into the ground, man. I've been telling you, get his ass out of here forever. <laughs> you saw that. You saw that junk that went down, didn't you? Yeah, you did. No further questions. Goodbye. I'm out. Tomlin, he trash. That's what, that's what I'm saying. He trash. I love it. Oh, big Tony. <laughs> Speaking of the Steelers, I heard. So, what did you make of Antonio Brown calling Ryan Clark and Uncle Tom on Twitter? I only use that word. That that word only comes out of my holster when necessary. Like it's got to be of, really, yes, really yes. bad. There's a lot of black people who only use it if they have they, they that's their last recourse and they have nothing smart to say. Right. That was the wrong use of the word Uncle Tom. He was just upset because Ryan Clark called his ass out. Yeah. And he did know and he did not know how to respond. Yeah. I heard an anecdote today from Ryan Clark on ESPN that I never heard before. He said he was in the building his last year in Pittsburgh, I guess when Antonio Brown got paid after his second year. And he told Kevin Colbert, the GM at the time, he said, now that you're paying him, just so you know, you've created a monster. And he, and according to Ryan Clark, the next day after he got his new deal, he went in and cussed out your defensive coordinator, Kevin Gilbride. Dick, no, 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 Dick, Dick LeBeau. LeBeau. Dick LeBeau. Dick LeBeau. Yeah. Yeah. Legendary, respected defensive coordinator, Dick LeBeau. He went, cussed his ass out and said, 
look here, motherfucker, you can't talk to me now. I'm the fucking franchise, so don't lay your hand on me again. Because LeBeau broke up a fight in practice between A.B. and another guy. Yes, you you had that story correct. Also, Troy Palomalu, he he motherfucked him. Right. (laughs) That is a great story right there. That is, I want to say unbelievable, but it's totally believable, though. Because NFL players are alpha predator athletes. And I don't mean that in the criminal sense, just so anyone gets that straight. These are alpha athletes playing the most violent sport we have. And there is so much machismo and testosterone and money. Who's getting paid? Who's not getting paid? Who's a bitch? Who's not a bitch? Who's trying hard? Whose fault did we win or lose? Which coaches are fucking me over? Which ones aren't? It's amazing that any head coach, Jay, can navigate an NFL locker room. I was, we used to uh, have Kadri Ismail on our show weekly. And he used to talk about the NFL locker room as one of the oddest and best places on the face of the earth. How guys would talk about how guys would buy a car just because another guy <laughs> had a car. You had to outdo that guy. Right. I got guys to... would go broke trying to keep up with yeah. guys. A, a guy who was a mid-level draft pick would try to outspend like Ed Reed. He's like, that's the dumbest thing ever. What's the point of that? Can I just say this about Antonio Brown, though? Best motherfucking wide receiver in the league. He's a fucking terror. He is. Oh, my. A I still fucking route-running, game-breaking, peel the lid off, catch everything in sight, terror. Thing we should have seen this coming. The the game in Baltimore, two thousand eight or two thousand nine, uh, when he caught the ball off his helmet down the sideline. Yep. For the that that, that we should have known right there. This guy's special because who who does that? Who does that? No way. The, the the game he stretched the ball out against Baltimore again in the playoffs. Oh my God, that was a hell of a catch and a play. All, uh, all that said, though, in addition devilishly handsome i mean i'm not one to admire another man because i don't go that way jay (laughs) not that there's anything wrong with it but i gotta tell you the pictures of him in his fur coat on the sidelines in week 17 (laughs) dude is a fucking movie star don't you think he's a good looking dude he is a handsome devilishly like devilishly handsome dude but a terrible teammate. Terrible as teammate. Ryan, as Ryan Clark said, all he cared about yeah. in the week before game against New Orleans was he had 140 yards, 10 receptions, yeah. 14 targets. That's all he cared about. Right. It's like, I look look at what I am. This is what I do. We lost the game anyway because probably fucking Big Ben asshole or Tomlin asshole. And guess what? We're done for the year. I'm not going to bother trying to win this game. So fuck everybody and I'm out. But look at me. This is what I can do when our team is still winning. But since we're not going to win, fuck it. I'm not putting any effort in. Two times the teammates I want to punch. The guy who is just selfish to no end and the guy who after a game, and I had one of these guys on my team, uh, I don't care if we lost. I two, Those are the two I want to dick punch, <laughs> dick okay. punch right away. All right. Real quick on the uh, national title game. So who do you like on that field? Either <laughs> either team, either team, uh, any position, who do you like on that field? Like the freshman wide receiver number eight? Oh, I Made the one-handed catch? The Clemson uh, D-line 
is just awesome. They handled Bama like they were their little brother. <laughs> they really did. And by the way, missing their best player. Uh, yes, missing their best player and two other guys. Of course, yeah. there might be a widespread roid scheme going on at Clemson, which, hello, you know, is anyone going to get all worked up over that or no? You, you just can't be freakishly genetic or gen- genetically freakish? Yeah, it and, could and, be, I suppose. Uh, they can't just be really good? <laughs> could be, possibly. Uh, I, yeah, I, I Justin, no. Justin, Justin Ross. That's the wide out for Clemson News. From Alabama, went to Clemson anyway. One-handed catch, amazing. Uh, Will, what do you Tra- think? Of, yeah. What do you, What do you think of quarterback hair? It's unbelievable. It's the best hair I've ever seen. It's majestic. There's a still photo uh, of him running with the hair flowing, and I'm like, this is a joke. This looks like a cartoon of a guy with great hair. Now, does it look good on a white guy? Eh, not so sure about that. How about people calling him the best prospect? they've ever seen i heard that at least four times today they're they're making andrew luck comparisons how about the fact they were running his ass on keepers deep into the fourth quarter with a 20 whatever point lead that was so dumb i'm like i know he's young dumb and full of cum as they say and he's 6'6 220 i was gonna say 6'6 yeah but still like what are you doing like why are you running him this much this is bullshit don't run the guy. I know he's got two years to recover from a blown ACL before he can go pro. <laughs> I said teams in the NFL should be able to draft guys, even if they're not eligible, and sit on them. And people the Larry Bird role. Yeah, and people laughed at me for that. Would they you laugh la- at you for a lot of things, Abe. They do. They laugh, Jay, until and- what I say comes true years later, and they go, you know, Zabe, I'm sorry. I probably should have listened to you. You ought to write all those down. That's, that should be – remember the book you gave me, the Ted L. Nancy book? You should – the rantings letters, of Zabe. Letters from a nut. Yes. You should do You should do that, all your rants. <laughs> oh, I've, yes. been, I've been right about a fair amount of things over the years. I was the first one and the only one that said Spurrier's not going to work. This is a joke. They're like, come on, give it a chance, man, college offense. I'm like, no, Spurrier won in college because he had superior talent. This is the NFL. It ain't going to work. I said that from Damn, the word right. go, and I was fucking right. When they traded for RG3 for the Redskins, I said this is a disaster. I said there's no way it can be good enough to justify all the assets you gave up. But then I was wrong about RG3 because I thought he was freakishly mature when, in fact, he was horribly immature and a delusional, narcissistic douchebag. He snowed me so good with the way he presented on a podium. The only DC sports centric take that I got right is when they signed Gilbert. And I said on the air, oh, you can't, you can't make a fool the face of your franchise. <laughs> well, he was. And next, I believe, thing I was, you know, I was there right was guns way. in the locker room and a damn near shootout. <laughs> Javaris Crittenden, the jailbird Javaris Crittenden. Oh yeah. Deservedly. So how, fucked up can you imagine if there had been a gunfight let's say crittenden said i'll be a huckleberry and like in tombstone and val kilmer picked up the gun and the two of them actually bam 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 shot each other up in the locker room we'd still be that'd be an eight hour 30 for 30 which turned 10 years old 30 for 30 
I running saw, promos I saw for that. that. Still, I saw that. Still the greatest thing ESPN has ever done. Bill Simmons. We got to give him credit for that one. I'll give him a little bit of credit for that. That, that was his brainchild. Yes, they are still worth the price of admission. All right, I've got an FTG. You may not, so you're going to have a minute. I'll go first if you need to stew on yours. And I'm going to play the theme song right now. You ready, Jay? I'm, I'm ready. Here we go. Dun, dun, dun. Can you hear it when I put the headphones up to the phone? I heard it. I heard the Dennis Leary. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, here's my FTG for the week. There's a new Chipotle that opened up in town out where I live. And so I started going to it, and I got this momentum where I'm like, God damn, I need that Chipotle today. I'd been to the place three days in a row for lunch, okay? I order a plain chicken and cheese burrito. Maybe I'll ask for half a spoon of plain white rice, no cilantro, which they have to go in the back and get it out of the warmer and the dish, whatever. But they do it, okay? And they end up charging me full price for the burrito anyway, even though I've foregone all the other stuff you can put inside a burrito. All right? With me so far? I'm with you. I get queso with my bag of chips. And usually, at least in this case, after my third day there in a row, I had used up my queso on the burrito itself. And my I had a few chips left, and I wanted a little bit more queso. So, mind you, I paid for the queso. I go back to the counter... And I say, could I just maybe get a half a cup more queso? The girl looks over at her manager and says, how much does half a cup of queso cost? Ooh. And I go, wait, are you going to charge me for this? She's like, I'm sorry, but we have to. And I said, really? And then the manager said, well, you should just get a whole cup because we we don't have a half price. And I did the big eye roll, Jay. And I said, fine. What does it cost? Thinking it costs like 75 cents. Answer? $3.47 for a tiny cup of queso. And at that point, I said, you know what? Keep your queso. So to the manager of that Chipotle, fuck that guy. Is it gold in that queso? Is that what it's made with? It's unbelievable. You know, the Chipotle that I used to go to outside of the radio station in Rockville was a lot more lenient. The manager there would sometimes give me a free meal. He'd be like, ah, you know what? This one's on me this time. Totally different. They would put a scoop. I would have them put a scoop of chips on top of my burrito in the bag. Quote, five guys style. That's what the the, the manager or the the guy at the uh, Qdoba said. He's like, ah, five guys style. Because, you know, at Five Guys Burgers, they put the fries right in the bag on top of your cheeseburger. I sure do, and it's delicious. Yeah, exactly. Would they charge me for that scoop of chips? Because I didn't want a whole bag of chips. I wanted one scoop. No, they wouldn't do that. That's so, called good business. Yeah, well, apparently they're being penny pinchers, so fuck you, Chipotle. All right, I've used up almost all your time, but I'm going to re-rack the music, though, as you give me your FTG for this week. Who is it, Jay? Uh, there's a guy who who uh, fancies himself as an Orioles blogger. His name is Dan Clark. And about a week ago, two weeks ago, he had this big prediction on Twitter that Manny Machado was going to sign with the Yankees. 
Dave, this is no big declaration. There are only two teams that can sign him. But this guy is peacocking like he broke the biggest story in the history of baseball. And I've been following this. And I just I would love your listeners to go and troll the hell out of him. Uh, he is an, has Manny signed with the Yankees yet? Manny has signed with nobody. That's what I thought. And this guy is just – he's like calling out Ken Rosenthal, like, I outscooped you guys. You didn't outscoop anyone. He hasn't – and by the way, it's no big It's no big scoop. What if it, it happens? Manny signs. It's still no big scoop because huh. there's only like the, the White Sox, the Phillies, and the Yankees. That's it. You're not scooping. You're not outscooping. I, I hate the internet for people like this. This is why I hate the internet. So to that guy you say? Fuck that guy. Jay, I think that was our best run yet. I appreciate the time. I'm glad that you're uh, you're doing well. We covered a lot of topics. We solved no great societal issues, but we had some good laughs, and uh, we will check in next week, brother. Thank you. I will talk to you next Tuesday. Thank there you. There you go. Bye-bye. Let's end on this today. The myth is that sports books are cold, cruel, no-bullshit enterprises where If they have any way to say you lose on a bet, they're going to say, that's it, sir. You lose. Good day. Not always. FanDuel in New Jersey is paying out both bettors who had Clemson as your national champion and Alabama as your national champion. How is this possible? Here's how. In November... FanDuel announced that all future future bettors that had that had bet Alabama at minus 280 to win the national championship when Alabama was rolling they said you know what we're going to pay this off now as if it's already happened spokesman Kevin Hennessy said it was a way to reward our customers for betting on Alabama when the odds were really hard to make any money doing it he said well come to the end of the line and oh look at this Alabama did not win the national championship. FanDuel acknowledged Clemson's win in a statement jumping on the chance to promote the book's bold moves. Quote, we made history in November when we paid out customers early on Alabama winning the national championship. Even though Alabama didn't win, we have no regrets and are excited to make similar bold moves to prove there are more ways to win on the FanDuel Sportsbook. In other words, they're trying to get you hooked. They're trying to lure you in. It's not the best business strategy for an individual bet, but I'm sure the losses all go straight to the marketing department budget. Yeah, sure, whatever. Alabama, Clemson, wonder if anybody middled it in which they had both Bama and Clemson in futures bets at the same book and won them both. I'm sure somebody probably did. Download, subscribe, comment, like, tell a couple friends. I appreciate it. ZabeCast app is absolutely free. Go to your app store and get it. It's got lots of good, useful features. Premium Zabe can be had at zabe.com slash premium. Even more additional content every week. Podcasts are the future, and you are here, and thank you for that. Feedback at zabe at yahoo.com. Now go put a bet down on Temple to win the college football championship next year because, hey, you never know. Maybe FanDuel pays that one out as well. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.